Welcome to Percolating Perspective, the podcast that celebrates, studies American culture, the Western way of life, and Christian civilization over a hot cup of bean squeezins. Today on Percolating Perspective, we discuss a huge component of American culture, the road trip. I'm your fellow American, Gordon Michael Porter. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. Please hit the notification bell so that you can be alerted as soon as the newest episode drops, when it drops. Also, very important, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. When you do that, please recommend a coffee you'd like for me to try in your review, and I'll sip it on the very next episode with a shout-out to you for your recommendation a, on the topic of uh, shout-outs, a quick shout-out to New York and California. You guys are killing it. Uh, you're far and away outlistening every other state in the Union. Thank you so much for listening and supporting our show. I can only assume that you're either in love with the content or you're plotting to kill me. <laughs> Hopefully it's the former. Um, we have got a very exciting episode for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I am drinking a cup of toasted southern pecan coffee from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Now, inevitably, I have no doubt that you are laughing at me right now for the way I say pecan. Because everybody else does, why wouldn't you? My wife makes fun of me for it, and she's from the same area I am. She's from the panhandle of Florida. She calls it a pecan or a pecan or something else, something ridiculous like that. There is only one way to say pecan, and that is pecan. And that is the way I say it. That is the correct way to say it, is pecan. Uh, <laughs> all seriousness aside here, I do think it is kind of hyper-local because a lot of people, even in the panhandle of Florida, don't think, you know, they say it a different way than I do. So, you know, maybe it's just very, very, very local, uh, you know, uh, the way I pronounce it. But anyway, that's beside the point. Hemisphere Coffee Company describes this coffee as buttery with notes of warm toasted pecans. And I think that describes it perfectly. This is a great cup. Um, uh, especially for fall. If you like flavored coffee, um, but you don't like creamer and sugar and all that kind of stuff in your coffee. If you like creamer and sugar in your coffee, you don't like coffee. That's just my, you know, opinionated rant on coffee, but I believe that's true. This coffee reminds me of camping on a crisp, cool weekend, fall weekend, on top of a mountain somewhere on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Speaking of the Blue Ridge Parkway, we're going to go ahead and get into this podcast. We're going to chat about one of the most unique components of American culture, in my opinion, the road trip. The road trip is so uniquely American for several reasons. One of which is most other countries, I think you can cross from border to border in about 10 seconds, depending on how fast you, you drive your sunlight-powered motor scooter and how often your wife and kids have to stop and pee. I do believe, though, there is another reason it's so uniquely American. Uh, and that is because a road trip is a case study 
and American freedom and liberty. Um, did you know that ro actually road trips are actually constitutionally protected? The 14th Amendment, I believe it's section 1, protects what we like to call the doctrine of the right of travel. Uh, I did not know that until studying for this podcast. I read the Constitution relatively regularly and never picked up on that. So you learn something new every day. Road tripping, though, really began in the late 1930s and 40s. It was about this time that cars really became a household item. The car and the growing American highway system offered a cheap and effective means for Great Depression-stricken families to bond together and to vacation while enjoying the stunning beauty of the American countryside. Uh, I believe it was on November 11th uh, of 1926, the biggest gift to American families looking to vacation on the cheap, Route 66, was born. Route 66 spans eight states from Chicago to L.A., and it allows travelers to effectively travel by car from the Great Lakes all the way to the Pacific Ocean. And while doing that, crossing some of the most beautiful train in the continental U.S., wide expanses of desert, rolling hills, even the Grand Canyon. These are all things that families, you know, chugging down the road in a station wagon would remember for decades after. Route 66 pretty quickly became the hub of American culture. Everything from art, music, business, and the family was forever affected by what would be affectionately, become affectionately known as the, the Mother Road. Songs were written in its honor, such as the song, Route 66, that I'm sure you probably started singing as soon as I mentioned it. Route 66 is adorned with uh, what was once the finest in American creativity and ingenuity in advertisement. We now refer to this kind of advertisement as Americana. Things like Cadillac Ranch, the Twin Arrows, the Wigwam Motel. Spend some time doing some research on your own on these, these three things in particular. They are fascinating. The Wigwam Motel is actually the inspiration for the Cozy Comb on Cars, if you've ever seen that movie. Um, so, you know, has a widespread impact. Uh, but these were essentially advertisements for mom-and-pop shops that have now become infamous subjects of American design. And a lot of these have even found their way into home decor items. Uh, you know, every time my wife takes me to Hobby Lobby, uh, I inevitably I see something Route 66 related, whether that's the arrow design or the you know a TP design, or you might even see a, a, you know a Route 66 placard. Uh, but Route 66 has really made its stamp on American culture, and has uh, you know something as simple as a a road stretching through the wilderness of America. Uh, is so important to the soul of America that it is it has affected every facet of American life. But Route 66 wasn't the only road that became a a hot topic for those who like to spend the time behind the wheel. The Blue Ridge Parkway that spans uh, I think I think I read 469 miles from Cherokee, North Carolina, to Waynesboro, Virginia. Uh, it became one of America's favorite rides. I think that one actually opened in 1936. Uh, the Blue Ridge Parkway winds through the Appalachian Mountains, uh, and it and it really gives you a chance to see the Earth 
as God's artistic hand intended it to be. Vast and open views of the mountains uh, that actually... So they appear blue. They call it the Blue Ridge Parkway for a reason. And the reason the they appear blue is because the... The beautiful pines, the shrubs, the plants that when you roll the windows down and you're cruising down the road, you smell just a fresh, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. It smells, it's just, it smells great. But the, all the plant life, uh, you know, undergoes photosynthesis as we learned in biology class, but that gives off oxygen and it gives off several other, uh, uh, elements, chemicals, and that exhale of the plant life is what creates the blue hue. The same thing that actually makes the sky blue. I had no idea. Again, researching for this podcast, learn something new. Um, the, the quaint peacefulness of the log pioneer cabins and the long-forgotten farms that all once supported generations of settlers have now become subtle reminders that life really is too short to waste away in an office chair somewhere chasing another dollar. The landscape and the history are monuments to a simple but honest way of living that America has all but forgotten. The road trip really embodies freedom. It connects people to nature in a practical way that can be enjoyed by the whole family. It gives the family time to forget the hustle and pressing demands of everyday life and to grow closer without outside influences. It gives mom and dad a relaxing and peaceful venue to lose connection with the cell towers and to regain reception with the kids and really what's truly important in life. The family is the heart and soul of America. Despite modern attempts at old, unintellectual ideas, the traditional family is the lifeblood of any thriving society. Should the nuclear family, and I'll define that as a dad, a mom, and children, cease to exist, America will quickly perish with it. The family structure of dad, mom, kids is not a societal construct that seeks to enslave anyone who isn't a white male. It is the method by which civilization in general perpetuates itself. Civilization will not survive by accepting anything else in its stead. The nuclear family is the structure and the institution that built the freedom really to rail against our traditional Christian ideas as the ungrateful in our society do. Shifting gears here a little bit, if you're like me, you probably spend a great deal of time thinking about how you can help America and strengthen her. Even if it's not a great deal of time, if you're listening to this podcast, the thought has probably crossed your mind. We're often told that if we want things to change, we should just call our congressman or vote. While those things are important and certainly have their role, I do not believe that they are effective at all in cultural matters. Politicians and bureaucracy will never solve problems bigger than a pothole, especially if the society that puts them in place is just as empty as the pothole. If you want to help America and her culture, among other things, I would encourage you to spend some time with your family in a car witnessing the awe-inspiring, fresh, and untamed wilderness as created by God. 
Man was created to be actively involved in nature. Our first responsibility given to us by God in Genesis was to tend to and spend time in his creation. America is in, is in a very unique place right now where we are at a crossroads. And I use that word specifically in context of this episode. America has some decisions to make. America has some, has some splaining to do. Parents need to reconnect with their kids. We look around and see our society really coming apart at the seams, and we wonder what in the world happened. I think what happened and what is happening right before our eyes is the nuclear family, a mom and a dad and kids, in a functional way, is become somewhat of an antiquity. You are unusual. You are weird now to be, uh, you know, a mother and a father that get along and love each other and are raising good kids with manners and respect. I ask you, what in the world is wrong with that? In the modern era, uh, really, I say the modern era. Really, it's only been the past decade or maybe two. It, I don't even think it's been two decades. I think it's just been really the last 10 years. You are kind of looked down upon if you want your kids to be successful and obedient and, and courteous and polite. You are a jerk to most people if you demand anything of your kids. And I think, I think where we went wrong is is not spending time with our families and we have forgotten the road trip it was not you know for years and years uh it was you know and, and it was an annual thing with families to load up in the station wagon pack a lunch for every day of the trip really breakfast lunch and dinner was eaten out of the backseat of a car you know you see pictures all the time you can go on pinterest or google or whatever else you type in a road trip uh, and, and the image that comes up is a station wagon pulled over on the side of the road with a family of about four with a picnic basket eating lunch on the, on the back tailgate of their station wagon. And I know a lot of people don't like station wagons. My wife, I avidly hates station wagons. As much as I try to compel her and to deceive her into getting a station wagon... She will not do it. And that's, you know, I should have thought about that before I married her. Uh, I'm kidding. I do dearly love my wife. But you look, I don't think it's any coincidence that you look at society unraveling and the American family unraveling, and the one car that you cannot buy anymore is a station wagon. You can't buy them anymore unless you go buy a $75,000 BMW that, to be completely honest, kind of is ugly. I, the the station wagon was was a iconic staple of the American family, and the road trip, and and those two things, you know, you can take a road trip in something other than a station wagon, but the station wagon was built to be a road trip car. Now you take a road trip in a car that was designed to get you from one point in a city to another point in the city. The station wagon was built to, 
to be convenient and comfortable and and it encouraged people to spend time on the road. I can tell you right now my Honda Civic doesn't encourage me to do anything other than get out and crack my back. It is not a machine that was built for long distance trips. And I think that that is a a loss it's a loss in our society and I think that's something we can get back to. And I'll tell you, you know, I know station wagons are gone from the market effectively. But here's one thing I know about America and one thing I know about capitalism. The government and and the elites do not govern and do not dictate to the market what should be bought and sold. You do. You, being the consumer, dictate what the market provides. And if, and if all of us start road tripping again and get it back in our heads that we need to spend time on the road... Not only enjoying our families, but recognizing the beauty of America, getting back on the road and and looking at the purple mountain majesties, the amber waves of grain, the sea to shining sea. I mean, America, you can you can go on vacation any, anywhere in the world. You can. But America, our home is the only place in the world you can never, ever tire of. Every landscape that you could have in the world, everything from frozen tundra in Alaska to tropical paradise in Florida or Hawaii to the deserts of of Utah and, and Arizona and California to the plains of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, it's all here. We have been blessed. We have been blessed with beautiful landscape. We have been we have been blessed up and you know with functioning families, happy families. That is going away quickly. But you know, America, you're at no loss for physical blessing. If you want change, you can have it. And I think one important way that we can start one easy way where we can start, especially with the way the economy's going. I know I can't afford to go on a $5,000 cruise. But what I can afford to do is put some gas in the car and go drive with my kid and with my wife and just take a deep breath. How long has it been, and I'm asking this as your friend to you, when is the last time that you've actually smelled a flower or smelled the pine? When's the last time you've heard a cricket chirp and, and, and stopped to listen? When's the last time you've heard a bird chirp and actually think about it? The road trip can provide those things. The road trip did provide those things for decades and kept our country in grounded and in touch with reality. And if there's one thing I think that defines our society now is we are completely out of touch with reality. I'm your host, Gordon Michael Porter. Again, America needs you. America, I say this every podcast and I say it because I mean it. I love you. That is the reason I started this podcast. And that is the reason why this podcast will continue is because 
I do love you. You are worth fighting for. You are worth defending. And you are worth honoring. You are worth studying. And you are worth living. And if I have to do it alone, I'll do it alone. But I know there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in these United States that that want to see this country survive and know that America is, as Abraham Lincoln said, the last best hope for humanity. America, again, I love you. God bless. Until next week, I'm your host, Gordon Michael Porter. Oh,